These are the good news of Jesus according to Mark. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the, of the Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to John and were baptized by him in the River Jordan. I can't help but think about how disrupting and decentering this whole scene in the gospel today from, Matthew, from Mark uh, must have felt. Jerusalem was where God's presence was most profoundly felt, experienced. Jerusalem was the center of religious and cultural life. It already had its official and traditional rituals of purification by water. If someone during this time was to be on the lookout for what God would be doing next, they would always look to Jerusalem. It always had been like this. And now, you have John the baptizer, someone who doesn't look, someone who doesn't sound or act like what's been happening in Jerusalem forever. Someone with a prophetic and a critical voice calling people away, away from what is familiar, away from what is traditional and expected and legitimate, calling them into the wilderness of the unfamiliar, the unsure, and the unsettling. What we don't often think about, though, is how those in Jerusalem and those in all of Judea, those who did not heed John's call, those who didn't want to give up the familiar, give up the traditional, the known, those who perhaps had a particular privilege or a power invested in the way that things had always been, how did they feel? How did they feel about this, max, this mass exodus to the Jordan River? How did they feel? as God's narrative, as God's activity, God's next big thing, moved away from the central powers of Jerusalem, away from the traditional center, to the edges, to the margins, to highlight those people and those places that until then had gone unseen, unheard, and unnoticed. Well, I imagine that those who stayed in Jerusalem 
those who didn't dare to venture into the wilderness, those who simply could not conceive of God doing something that they weren't at the center of, I think they most likely felt resentment. They felt lost. They felt anger. I think they probably felt like something had been taken away from them, something like their particular worldview, their identity, their understanding of God. Perhaps it was inevitable, but as I reflect on this gospel passage from Mark today, I can't help but think about what happened this past Wednesday at our nation's capital and see it, at least in part, as an ugly and explosive culmination of what's been brewing, what's been simmering and being stoked for a long time in our country. The people gathered in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday did what they did, not simply because they were resentful and angry because they believe that an election was taken from them. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I believe that they are so resentful and so angry because they feel things much greater have been taken from them, are being taken from them. Things like their worldview with them at the center. Things like a shifting and a disruption of their traditional self-understanding and what and who we are of who we are as Americans and what is important and essential about us as a community and as a country. A shift away from the understanding that white evangelical Christian America with all its values and perspective, all its cultural culture and experiences as being the principal protagonist in both the story of our country and the story of God's salvation. There is a diversity of prophetic and critical voices today in our midst, just like John the baptizer, coming from the edges of society, coming from previously unnoticed people, coming from previously unseen communities and circumstances, voices that are calling people, just like John the baptizer, away from the status quo, away from the things that the way they have always been, away from the unmerited power and privilege that are bestowed to some, but denied to many more. Voices that are also, though, inviting people just like John the Baptizer to immerse themselves into something new, to immerse themselves in a new understanding of what is important to God, of where and how God works in the world, to immerse themselves in a new awareness of God's solidarity with those who have historically been left out, overlooked, and held down as demonstrated by Jesus's getting into the water himself today with everyone else. God is not beckoning us in this passage today look, to look backward to how things were in order to somehow make Jerusalem great again. Rather, God is beckoning us to immerse ourselves into the wild waters of baptism along with Jesus and all the others gathered there and to courageously imagine and to work for how things might be.